Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. At All Fire, we specialize in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. This is episode number 36, and today we are going to be talking about the ways your virtual team may be failing and things that you can do to fix things along the way. So we've picked out our four most common causes of failures in virtual teams, and we'll work through each one of those one at a time in this in this podcast. So as with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying blog article on the Old Fire website. So please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, of course, subscribe to our regular newsletter, subscribe to the podcast itself, generally find out a bit more about how we may be able to help you with your business. So, four ways your virtual teams may be failing. So this is a this is an article really where we've we've dug back through our experiences and archives and found found the four principal causes of failures in virtual teams. The four things that are most likely to trip an organization up when they let's say when they dive into using a virtual team for the first time. Some of the things well, most of the things we find, unfortunately, very common. Um, they're also hopefully relatively easy to fix, but not quick fixes, just easy to fix. So the first, and sadly, the one of probably the most common causes of problems that we come across is insufficient planning. Now, this may sound crazy in a, in a current business environment where everything and everybody plans absolutely everything to the last possible piece of detail. But the reality is that in many instances, in many businesses, many very smart business leaders simply fail to plan for the challenges that their virtual team is going to face. They'll plan their budgets, they'll plan their schedules, they'll spend hours and hours and weeks and weeks checking prototypes, checking that everything else on their project is is exactly what they want. But they'll often forget the simple things like making sure that the teams that they have that are going to do the work have the right skills, have the right systems and have everything else in place ready to help them along their way. So that consequently what happens then is these organisations just they just dive in they just throw their team at the project they throw their team together without actually thinking about how that team is going to work how that team is going to interact whether there are pre-existing relationships whether those relationships if they are pre-existing are good or bad after all you could potentially have a really really caustic bad business relationship where two people actively hate one another but they're put together to work together on a on a virtual team project the business expects them to work together but if they really can't work together at all then you're never going to get a very strong and successful project so businesses 
yeah, you know, the, our recommendation there is you need to really spend some time thinking about the planning side of your virtual team, how the work is going to be shared, where the work is going to be undertaken, um, what extra costs and so forth you need to make so that that team can be effective. If you don't do it, then you're setting your team off with a handicap. You're sending them along along an assault course with their feet tied together or blindfold, and they're never ever going to be get able to get ahead of the curve as far as delivering the job. So it comes back to the old adage that to fail to plan is to plan to fail. You really do need to spend the time planning your team and planning your work before you go and get started with it. So our second cause of failure is not to do with the team itself, it's to do with the leadership of the business and the leadership, potentially the leadership of the team. And that is that the leadership itself is either the wrong leadership in as much as the people that are in charge are wholly unsuited to the roles that they're in, or that or that it's an, a badly informed and poorly trained leadership as far as their understandings of the challenges that are going to be faced by virtual teamwork. Now, virtual teams have only been around for about you know, 15, 20 years. They're only really now starting to make it into most of the mainstream educational systems. So business schools and so forth are only in the last few years beginning to train people or even introduce people to the concept of virtual teams. So they're... Uh, they're starting to find now, only just now, that they are um, that they're coming across these sorts of things. Consequently, most organisations have had to learn. They've had to learn on the run as they've gone along, and learning as you go, you learn from your own mistakes. Unfortunately, you rarely learn from your own successes. Successes tend to build complacency. Mistakes tend to build fear. Neither of those are particularly good for an ongoing. Um, effective business but um, but anyway yes so having the wrong leadership in place for your business can be one of the main causes of your virtual teams failing so you need to make sure that your project managers your business leaders your directors um, your board and so forth genuinely understand the challenges of a virtual team so that they can then provide the right levels of support and they can ensure that the rest of the leadership and the rest of the project people are the right people to deliver that job. So the third cause of failure, our third most common cause of failure, is having the wrong people. Having the wrong people within the project who are the ones who've been assigned with the tasks that they need to do. These are people who are potentially extremely poor communicators as, a, as, as one thing that we find very commonly. People who have never had any real formal communications training, they're not comfortable dealing with people, they often are not comfortable dealing with people that they are co-located with. So when they have to deal with people at distance, people who, who form the rest of their virtual team, these people find it extremely challenging to um, to to maintain an effective and meaningful stream of communication with their virtual colleagues. If that communication is not there, if they're not able to communicate with one another, or if the communication is fragmented, if it's hostile, if it's inappropriate for the environment that it's in, that will then lead to an, an inability to build and maintain trust between virtual colleagues. Without that trust in place, people will not 
be comfortable working together they will then start to uh, to, to question other people's views and other people's beliefs and other people's motivation for what they're doing and then you start to get to the point where your virtual team really just ceases to function if your virtual team isn't working then your project is not going to be a success so again having the wrong people in there is is a really really bad situation to find yourself in now the fourth challenge to successful virtual teams is a lack of support now this is this is something that comes again from the business itself the business will often throw a team together they'll they'll then throw them at their project and they'll give them no more support than they would if they were a co-located team now what this means is that things that the business normally would provide or should provide to a virtual team such as better access to communications platforms um, more budget for travel um, more of a flexible um, view to how budgets are managed between offices and so forth if those supports aren't there then what will happen is that the, that the virtual team will struggle it'll struggle just to just to continue to to move forwards it will nowhere ever be as successful and as effective as it could be and it will continue to struggle right the way through to the end of the job now you want the people that are working on these projects you want them to be free to do the work and for the communication and everything else almost to happen without them even thinking about it now sadly what happens of course is if if the support isn't there people find that they're spending a lot of their time trying to build the support for themselves trying to find alternate ways where they can make things work if they don't have easy access to a corporate video conference facility for instance they'll find themselves using skype from home if they want to talk by video they'll find all sorts of other ways around these problems but they're never going to be as effective as if they had the project's support given to them from the top of the business there are of course solutions to all of these problems um, you go back to them one at a time the failing to plan the the solution really there is just to spend the time planning and not just to plan the technical side of your project but also to plan for the human side to plan for how work will be shared for how people will communicate for making sure that people have the right tools and support and everything else that they need along the way with the leadership, you need to make sure that the leadership of your business and of your project understands the challenges that are specific to operating virtually. And if necessary, and we would definitely recommend this, find the right kind of training and support for those leaders so that they can be educated and trained and brought up to speed with this modern way of delivering projects. Uh, that can those that support of course we're able to supply it's what we do but there are other companies around and there'll be companies in different locations that can offer that support as well at the personnel level again training is absolutely critical for these people many people will never have worked in this kind of an environment before they desperately will need the training to help them to help them negotiate the differences in terms of dealing across cultures, dealing across time zones, um, dealing with people with different views and different personalities and so forth. Those, those skills can be taught. And if you find occasionally that someone just cannot learn those skills, then that person needs to be moved into an alternate role where their lack of those skills is not going to be detrimental to your project.
And finally, of course, the fourth one was the support. And for that, you really need to go back to the first point, which is the planning, and make sure that you plan to give your virtual teams all of the support that they need and to maintain that support through the entire life of the project. Giving the support at the start will just help them get off to a good start, but then withdrawing that support or having that support no longer available will mean it will mean that they will start to struggle as the project progresses. So the support needs to be there from the start to the very finish. Now, of course, as a company specialising in virtual teams, we are able to help in any of these four areas. So please, if you uh, if you would like some assistance, do feel free to, to reach out to us. All of our contact details are on the website. If you go on to the blog article that's accompanying this, there is a there is a contact form at the bottom where you can uh, you can get in touch with us, um, and of course you can contact us through all sorts of other channels as well. We're on we have a very um, well uh, structured contact page on the website where you can where you can find all the different ways to get in touch, and we of course would be more than happy to help you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and uh, please do feel free, of course, to check us out on the Ulfire website, which is www.ulfire.com.au. While you're there, subscribe to the podcast feed and keep up to date with future episodes. Thank you very much. 